Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert, Tim Ash, is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, my guest is Carl Gillis, the founder of AG Consult, who's been in the usability and conversion space for 15 years. Carl, that means you're old like me. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. And I think we share the same same hairdresser, too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the same streamlined look. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, so for those folks that aren't familiar with your company, can you describe the services that you offer and what you typically do for clients? Well, main of our main component of our business is uh, usability services. So we try to make our websites of our customers better through user research. And one of the things we do is A-B testing, but that's just the end of what I call the conversion funnel. Yeah, so in other words, what I hear you saying is A-B testing is just to make sure you didn't make things worse or screw them up, that your ideas actually hold up. Yes, indeed. And that's one of the things I really, really love about A-B testing and the evolution in our business. Because until a few years ago, we just were the specialists and we could do our user research. But then we didn't know if our guidelines and our solutions were indeed best practices or not for that website. Right. In other words, so now you can back it up and say, hey, look, see, what I did for you makes you money. Yes. And sometimes it's, well, A-B testing made me humble again because I think at a certain point I was kind of the expert prick, Mr. Know-it-all. And now thanks to A-B testing, we see that a lot of those best practices, well, aren't always best practices. <laughs> okay. Well, tell me like the, the, the biggest you know, oh, no. humiliation <laughs> that you had when you thought you something, <laughs> but it turned out to be a lot worse than what they had. Whoa, no, don't go there. Now I have to think about that. Well, what surprised you the most? Like something you thought, oh, this will for sure be better, and it wasn't. Well... One of the things that well surprised me the most was a test we did a certain website and it was it was um, a category page overview page and we added the link more details more details so and at at the end of that test we had seventy two percent more people going from the landing page the product overview page to a detail page and I just repeated the same thing on a similar website and well it was a big failure and, and that again learned me the lesson when. Well, don't copy tests and every website is different. Yeah, so and basically I, everybody's looking for that kind of this secret bullet. Everyone's looking for it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, wait, you know, this, this always does better. You know, there's yeah, no such thing as always does better, is there? No, and, and there are basic guidelines. And some of those basic guidelines will probably work on 90% of all websites. But And, and I know, and that's, we, you do it, I do it. When we have a case, we want to publish it and we want to make guidelines and then people want to believe that it's a rule, but it isn't a rule. And, and for me, that's very important that everybody realizes that it's just it's a guideline. It's a set of, of things you can try, but it's, it will not work on every website. Yeah, oh, oh, the closest I've come to is the silver bullet is probably remove rotating sliders on your home page. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, with just about yeah. anything else and it'll do yeah. better. But, uh, but other than that, did, everything else the, should be, yeah. is, is not that certain, right? Even with the sliders, we had one case where the sliders were better than the non-slider solution, but that is oh, only oh one God, case. What kind of what kind of crap did you put in yeah, that, sliders? Indeed, it was a crappy website. It was, uh, <laughs> 
a kind of yellow pages and they were full of advertisements. So, but indeed, the, the remove the sliders. I, uh, oh yes, I agree. I agree. With you. <laughs> okay. Well, well, let's let's focus in on on, um, on usability. I mean, to to me, this is as they like uh, to say you know, these days is it's in my DNA. I was at UC San Diego many many years ago before most of my listeners are born, and we actually used Don Norman's user centered yep. design book as our <laughs> yep, undergraduate yep, yep. textbook because he was teaching yep. there. He's back there now running. You were looking at him. Yes. Fantastic campus and a lot of interdisciplinary stuff going on. So to me, this is like uh, old news, but it seems like most people still have no idea what usability is about. Can we talk about that a little bit? We can talk about it. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Well, for me, the usability, the the center of that word is the user. And in my opinion, if if you know your user and you know what he likes and what he dislikes and what he knows and what he doesn't know, and, and you know, know whether he is a she, yeah, um, he or she, right, <laughs> indeed, he or she. I'm sorry for that. It, it allows you to make your website or your products better, or your and how to sell them. And, and I think most companies they look at themselves and they think, well, this is how I like to sell my product. And I think it should be the other way around. You should know how your customers want to buy your stuff, what they right. need. Right. In other words, so what like. I hear you saying is don't make it about your company and your products, your features, whatever it yep. is. Make yep. it about the needs of your website visitors. Oh, yes. yep. So yep. the yep. user-centered design basically is based on the premise that there's no such thing as the right solution. There's only something that meets my needs as a visitor or doesn't. Definitely. And, yeah. and the yeah. extent and to which it does that, right? And I think that some companies they have a completely different or wrong view what what their customers like. I remember we had an air conditioning customer and when we asked him what is the most important thing according to you for selling your products, he was talking about these titanium filters and and all that stuff. And when we asked (laughs) the final customer in a B2B environment, it was like, yeah, we don't, it's a very silent, you don't hear them and they're very easy to put in the ceiling so you don't see them and you don't hear them. That were the two main answers. We don't see them, we don't hear them. Nobody said something about titanium filters or, or all those things. So, yeah, it's, it has to be about the solution. and, and not Okay, well, so you actually brought up two very common issues. So one, again, is the company talking about itself, mm-hmm. but the other is coming from what I would call an expert viewpoint. You're an expert and you give a shit, but your visitors aren't experts and they don't give a shit. Yep, indeed. And, yeah. Yeah, it's always even we have it, and I see it when we when we work for a long time for a client. Even we are a bit influenced by all the things we know, and you always have to go back to the customer and and, and yeah, his story. Okay, yeah. so so by the way, as a quick aside, why is it that we refer? It's only the web usability space as well as illicit drug use that refer to their customers as quote unquote users. Yeah, I know. Mm, very. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like it too. But, yeah. I try to I try to say website visitors just to website reframe. Website visitors. I will okay. say to the clients and potential clients and the visitors of the website. But indeed, yeah. Yeah. But it's better than the subject. Well, some people call still call him the subject. But I, yeah, it's like well, as if it's a yeah. study or something. Yeah, yep. <laughs> or they're rat rats yeah, in a maze. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, little piece of cheese, my little yep. web user. Yeah. Yeah, no. But, but uh, what okay. do you say? That's so easy to do. Is it just what you said? That's a task. Yeah? And I don't say subject, find the cheese. But if you have someone on your website and, and you just let him do an, him or she, it's always him or she for me, an obvious task on the website. And, and when you observe it, and, and what you learn by that is incredible. And I've seen so many marketing managers when they 
witness a user test, they say to me, oh, Carl, do you know it's the first time that I see a real customer interacting with our website? And I'm always like, huh? How is that possible? Is the you're a marketing manager. You're supposed to know everything about your customers. And most of the time, it's the first time that you see a customer in real life. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So where, where do we spend our time? It seems like we're in the echo chamber talking to other people in marketing department or even yeah. more like online marketing, the people running yeah. the pay-per-click campaigns, doing SEO, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, we're really not talking to the customer. So yeah. what are some of the ways that you can you know, actually engage with in conversation with your customers? Well, one of the first things I really like to do is the classic user test where you have a visitor of your website or a client or a potential client, or it can even be a customer of a competitor and see how he interacts with the website. Just let him do some tasks, observe him, see what he or she does on the website, what he likes, what they don't like, where they hesitate, where they smile, where they're frowning or whatever. They will learn you so much and you can combine that with an interview. I always like the combination, and I know it's one of the first rules. Don't listen to your user, but sometimes they have interesting things to say, but it should be as objective as possible. But for me, user testing is still so important. Okay, well, let's, let's make that, that nuance that you made. Let's bring that out real quick before we wrap on our break. So what I hear you saying is let them do the task and just observe mm -hmm. them doing the task. That yeah. doesn't require them to speak out loud. It doesn't change the pace at which they would do it. Yeah. It doesn't interrupt yeah. them with your ideas or your questions. Yeah. And yeah. only then afterwards do the interview. So you get it yeah. as close to the original experience yeah. as you yeah. can, but then still maybe get some other insights by talking to them yeah. afterwards. Right. Definitely, it's very important. And well, I don't know if everybody can do user testing. There, are, you have to have some talents for it, but you should try it. I hope everybody knows the book of Stephen Crook. And if you look for Stephen Crook user test, you, you find a scenario and there's a movie from yep. Stephen Crook doing a 45-minute user test, and then you can see what do's and don'ts of user test are. All right. Well, we'll come back to that and the work of my good friend Stephen Krug after this break. We'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. 
As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with your show, <laughs> Landing Page Optimization, with your host, Tim Ash. Yeah. Yes. Hi, hi. This week, my guest is Carl Gillis from AG Consult. And Carl, we were talking just about Steve Krug. You brought him up before the break. He's mm-hmm. written a couple of fantastic books. I oh, think yes. The Bible on web usability. Yep. Uh, Small Bible, but a very good Bible. Yes, exactly. Don't make me think. He was a <laughs> yep. keynote at one of our conversion conference events. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a super nice guy, too. You know, one of the things he's a big fan of and is ad- advocating for years is informal user testing. It doesn't yeah. have to be some, like, recruit 30 people that are in your exact demographic and then record yeah. them on video and all this stuff. How informal can you get? How many people is enough to run through a user test and how flexible can you be in terms of their selection? Well, that's a difficult question, but a good one. Well, of course, everyone you recruit should be a potential customer or client, but I don't care about detailed demographics either. But I know that most marketing people, it's like, okay, we have three male subjects and then we also need three female subjects. And then we have that age difference. But, well, you have to have users that fit your general demographic needs. Well, I like to have a mix between uh, sexes, between education and stuff like that. What I always say is start testing with five people. And on most websites, you will learn a lot because... For me, also user testing is to find the big, big, big problems in a website. And the first time you do it, oh boy, you will find big problems in your website. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because in terms of the number of people you need and the kind of problems you find, in a way, you don't really need subject matter experts. Well, okay, well, if you use that B2B air conditioning example you used earlier, you have to know what you're talking about. They have to know about the subject matter. Mm -hmm. But for most services or products, Mm -hmm. you can assume kind of uh, someone with general knowledge of it is going to be just fine, right? So you're going to find more problems that have to do with your usability of your website, not the subject matter of your website. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Those are two things indeed. If it's just about usability, then the general idea is good enough. What I also like to use user testing for, and that is more about knowing the do's and don'ts about how to sell your product, is if you have your visitors with you, don't only let them see your website, but let them discuss websites of competitors. That is way amazingly how interesting that can be. Okay, well, well, let's talk about that because I see kind of a methodological problem with that is if you show me multiple sites selling the same services, then I've already had prior experience with yep. whatever yep. the first one I saw. So yep. how does that play into it? Is that well, a problem? It, it, that can be a problem if you do, always do it in the same order, but it's even for a normal user. If, if you have six or seven tasks, for examples, I always advise to mix those tasks because otherwise you will see that task number seven will most of the times be the one that costs the most less problems because at that point in time all your visitors have been on your websites for 30 or 40 minutes or so so always mix your tasks if you're looking at different websites make sure that the order of the websites is different and different in other words for different users so one might see website a followed by yep. website b and yep. the other one the yep. next one would see website yep. a uh, yep. b versus followed by yep. a right? and, and indeed for me user testing is not about the statistics that everybody has seen every website but it's about the input you get and 
you will see that some users can easily do two or three websites. Other users will be uh, confused when they have a second or even a third website. So that all depends on the moderator and how you, the empathy you have for your visitors, uh, for your, well, test users. I don't know. I don't like the word test users, but. <laughs> um, well, it's, yeah. so it's better than subjects. We've already covered yeah. that. Right? <laughs> but we're trying to get rid of the obvious problems that would come from, you know, multiple tasks that you do in a single test and, mm-hmm. and multiple websites that you visit in a particular order. You're going to get biased by, you know, if you do them all at the same time, you'll think that, yep. oh, that last one performed so well. And it's yep. really just yep. because yep. of their prior yep. experience yep. that Indeed. they get yep. used to it, right? Yep. Okay, so if that's the case, you also talked about a 30 to 40 minute user test. What we try to do in our own user testing is put extreme time pressure on people. Two minutes, really? three minutes. Yeah. No. And that's because that kind of helps at least simulate the amount of real, you know, like t- subjects in a user test want to please. They want to do well. They'll yep. spend extra time. You, yep. In many cases, yep. you might be paying them. So to yep. kind of get rid of that bias, we try to uh-huh. bias them the other way. So you have two minutes, do this. What, what do you think of that approach? Of, I have never tried it. That's amount of time pressure well what we do is we have several kind of setups sometimes if it's in real life you have more time if it's an online moderated user test you try to limit time so it depends i've never tried a two minute limit well interesting yeah i mean it's a what we found is like on the internet people have the attention span of a lit match right yeah yeah, so so, you know if you're going to simulate that attention deficit disorder you have to put time pressure on them basically they can't be careful they can't care it probably will simulate real life better than the, a longer test. For me, well, the longer test allows you to take more time. And what I say is to find the bigger issues in a website. But uh, okay, good idea. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so uh, well, let's let's talk then about some common mistakes that you can run into when you do do user testing. Okay, maybe time pressure or lack of it is one dimension. What other things can you say? Like to have a successful user test, make sure you don't do the following things. Well, I think problem number one is asking the wrong questions or giving the solution in your question. In your question. Task. Okay, give me yes. an example of, uh, of doing that. Oh, I remember the first user test I witnessed ever in university or at, at high school was a professor asking, yes, can you book a city trip on this website? And the word city trip was in the navigation. And I think he even asked a city trip to Barcelona. And there was a big adver- advertisement, big banner, city trip to Barcelona. And then I thought, <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just ask the user, well, do you want a weekend away or something? My advice is, and when I give classes on user testing, is that you can have uh, questions on a paper or scenario, but you have to adapt them to your user, make them as personal as possible. So your task can be, I want people to look for a city trip to Barcelona or Paris, but you should ask them, do you want to go a weekend away? Yes. Oh, where do you want to go? Okay, go ahead. Then they're busy with something that they really want, and then they forget that they're in a user test environment. And I think especially for the first question, it's so important to make it as personal as possible. Okay, so actually personalize the test to them. Don't yeah, have yeah. the task be the yeah. same for everyone. Uh, you want to go to Spain, I want to go to, yeah. to England. And yeah. I want- for you as a moderator, it's so much more interesting because otherwise you're looking at five times the same page, and now you have different actions, you have different searches, different pages, maybe coming from different content providers or whatever. And one of my favorite first questions is, what have you done recently on this website? And then they tell it and I say, okay, let me show how you did it. And that makes the user feel comfortable and, and more at ease. Because mm-hmm. for a user test, some people are quite nervous. So you have to make them comfortable. 
Okay, so let's talk about the logistics of this. So are you in the same room as the moderator? Are you sitting next to them, behind them? Are they getting creeped out because you're looking over their shoulder? <laughs> How do you become, I guess, a, a better moderator? You know, just uh, well, that for a minute. <laughs> what we do as a basic setup, if it's in, in person, we sit in the same room and we just sit next to, and I'm going to say it again, the subject. <laughs> to okay. the person, And we just ask him or her questions. And some of our moderators, they take notes. Some of them, they just listen and observe. And we, we don't have extra cameras. We just use the webcam and the microphone that's in the laptop. We have a small eye tracking bar, but make it as comfortable as possible and not okay, as obvious. So, so, okay, so yeah, in a natural environment, not necessarily environment. in a usability and, lab with yeah. the lights turned oh, off or I a hate video camera in their face. Fuck no. Okay, that's that's uh, no, that's sorry. that's absolutely okay. Fuck no, you heard it from Carl Gillis. Do not use usability labs, scare oh. people like that. Uh, well, <laughs> so we're gonna co- come back after our last break and talk a little bit about your bizarre talent for turning your hobbies into money making enterprises. We'll oh. be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with my guest, Carl Gillis from AG Consult. Carl. You make money off of just about everything. You've cooked for the <laughs> Prime Minister of Belgium. You oh, yes. Photo safaris, but all of these started out as hobbies. Tell me more. 
Well, and they're still hobbies because, well, yeah, I don't know. I'm an entrepreneur, but I don't make big, big business out of them. But a few years ago, I started to cook and I, I loved cooking. And then I had a crazy idea to go cooking with people at their homes. And okay, because I'm in the web business, I made a website and that website became kind of popular in that time. <laughs> and I ended up cooking for the prime minister of Belgium. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, did, what did you make them? What's your specialty? Whoa, there was a big menu. Well, I like the French cuisine, but with a Belgian twist. I think we're better cooks than the French. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have. Oh, that might cause another invasion over the border. You know? <laughs> I think in Belgium we have a more modern approach to it. We don't have uh, sauces with a lot of cream and things like that. But it was a modern interpretation of the classic French cuisine. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. and, well, and, it's, and how do you even have time to run a, your own company? It's incredible. If you had to give some quick tips to people that want to do usability testing, but their boss is saying, I know what usability testing is, but it sounds expensive and time consuming. How do you get Just, started to have a usability program? Well, first, <laughs> buy the book of Stephen Crook and Google it, go. if capable yeah. or not. And secondly, just do it. And well, don't do it with your mother if she's not a potential client because and probably don't do it with your husband or with your wife because she knows too much of your stuff. But just do it. Find someone, try it and do it without. You can just do it on an evening. Go to a bar, buy buy people a beer and let them use your tablet or your computer and, and, and observe them. And you'll see. Maybe you're capable, maybe I'm, for example, I'm not very good at doing, have being the moderator because I, I have not enough patience. But see if you can do it, and you will learn. For every user, you will learn something. Just do it. Okay. Well, but but more specifically than that, at what point in your online marketing should you be doing or gathering this kind of feedback? How often do you do it? Is it okay? We're about to relaunch our website, or we're about to redesign our website before we design it. At what point do you want user feedback in the first place? Well, if you think you have to redesign your website, then maybe it's a very good time to do it because maybe your website doesn't need a redesign and it's just an internal wish to redesign. And if you want to do it, do it. And if you're in the redesign process, don't wait until it's finished. User testing can be done on mockups on in a very early stage and it's always cheaper to find problems and solve them when they're still in the very early stage than on a finished product. So do it as early as possible on a new design and do it on your current website to see if it has big problems, yes or no. Okay, so if I had to kind of sum up a few things you've said, user testing as opposed to, well, instead of pushing out your old company crap, here's what we do and here's how how we think about it, you should always start with the needs of your visitors, number one, right? You should observe them Mm -hmm. in their native environment as much as possible. And if you are conducting Mm -hmm. usability tests, don't freak them out with formal usability labs in many situations. Mm -hmm. It can be counterproductive, right? And then finally... If you're going to moderate user tests, you should be patient and not be Carl. <laughs> That's very important, yes. <laughs> be patient. And, well, I can't handle it seeing people doing the same things for the fifth time, then I get nervous. So, But most people can do it. Yeah, yeah, right. no. And then the, important, the other thing is just a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing, right? So it doesn't have to be even definitely. a formal testing program. Just figure it out and start yep. out, and uh, you're good. Yep, definitely. Well, okay, so if somebody wants to get in touch with you, Carl, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Twitter, it's at AG Consult. I will probably answering questions. And if you send me an email, it's just carl, carl at agconsult.com. And that's Carl with a K. Carl with a K, yes. All right. So, Carl, you've given our visitors and users a lot to think about, all of us online marketing types. I think you know, as close as you can get to your visitors, to understanding their needs, that's where you need to spend most of your time. Stop thinking about your campaigns, your ROI calculations. You really need to start thinking a lot more about your visitors. Definitely. And, well, if my number one advice would be, if you do a user test, ask them or let them do real top tasks on your websites and not things that you want them to do as a company, but real things what your visitors are doing on your website. Yeah, so again, even the tasks should be user-centered. Yep. Even yep. the tasks should be yep. about your visitors and, and what their yep. real needs are. Well, fantastic, Carl. Thank you so much for sharing with our listeners. Right. It's been a pleasure. And loyal listeners, we'll see you on the flip side. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.